Would you stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of of Psalm, the 119th division of the Psalm. Psalm 119, we're going to read verses 162 through 167. Going to read them out of the New Living Translation. Amen. Well, it is Super Bowl Sunday But it's always Super Sunday uh, because of the word of the Lord, amen, because uh, it is the Lord's day, amen. It's his day, and we want to honor, we want to honor him. Psalm 119, began reading with verse number 162. The psalmist writes, and it goes like this, I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure, The psalmist said that the word of God was a great treasure. He goes on and he says, I hate and abhor all falsehood, but I love your instructions. I will praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. I long for your rescue, Lord, so I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your laws, for I love them very much. Father, we thank you for your incredible, your infallible, Father, your miraculous, supernatural word. God, I just pray today, Father, that we will open our hearts Lord, to the word of the Lord this morning. May we be challenged, God, to dig in that treasure chest called your word. And Father, may we glean from it, Father, the treasures that will enrich our life. Father, we ask all of these things. Thank you for the anointing of the Spirit that rests upon us today. And God, help us not only to listen today, but may may we become doers of your word and heed the word of God, and put into practice the word of God we receive today. All of these things we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. You may be reseated. Be reseated this morning. Well, I have declared the year 2017 to be the year of the Bible. In the year 2017, we are going to focus, not that we haven't in the past, but we are going going to be laser focused on God's Word. I'm challenging every one of us to read the entire Bible through this year. Whether you go start in the book of Genesis and read straight through to the book of the Revelation or whether you get some kind of Bible app or some kind of aid or some kind of a, a daily, yearly Bible or whatever way that you choose to, I am challenging all of us to read every word in the Bible this year. By the way, how are you doing with this? Well, we are presently in a series on what we should do with the Bible. We are in Sermon 4 of a series of five. In this series, we are making an acrostic out of the word Bible, B-I-B-L-E. With each letter of the word Bible, I am challenging you to do five things with the Bible. The first sermon for the first letter of the word Bible. Bible, I I challenged us to believe it. What should we do with the Bible? Well, first of all, we should believe it. Well, for the letter I, we talked the second Sunday about what we should do with the Bible. That is, we should inhale it. We should consume it. It should, we should just be, we should saturate our life 
drinking in daily uh, the word of the Lord. For the second letter B, last Sunday, we talked about the fact what we should do with the Bible, we should build our life on it. Well, today we're at the letter L, and, and, and our teaching today, what should we do with the Bible for the letter L? Love it. Love it. Three times in six verses of our text, we are admonished to love the Word of God. If I was writing a country song with, this, uh, with these verses, I would write, take this book and love it. <laughs> Let me give you three reasons this morning why... We should love the Bible. Three reasons why we should love the Bible. Why should we love the Bible? Well, first of all, because of the author. Because of its author. God is the author of the Bible. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16, the Bible says that all Scripture is inspired by God. Inspired by who? All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It goes on to say it corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. And then again in 2 Peter chapter number 1, verses 20 and 21, it says, No prophecy in Scripture ever came from a prophet's own understanding or from human Initiative. The Bible says that this is not a book that has been written uh, by, by human hands. Yes, God used human hands, but the Bible says that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or human initiative. But it goes on to say prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit. Moved by who? They were moved by the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says that they spoke from God. Why? Why should we love the Bible? Well, first of all, we should love the Bible because of its author. Let me suggest this this morning. If we're in love with the author, we'll be in love with his book. Do you believe that this morning? I said that if we are in love with the author, then we will be in love with his book. The story is told of a young woman who bought a book. And after reading the book, she placed it in her bookshelf, saying to herself, this is the most boring book I have ever read. A few years later, she met a young man, and in the course of time, she fell in love. And one day, as they were talking, she said to him, she said, you know, she said, I once read a book written by someone with your exact name. She laughed, and she said, isn't that a funny coincidence? He said, this is no coincidence. He said, I wrote that book. Well, the story says that she reread the book. But this time, she could, she could hardly put it down. And when she finished reading it, she said, this is the most fascinating, this is the most interesting book I have ever read. What had happened? She had fallen in love with the author. Listen, if we're in love with the author of the Bible, then we will be in love with his book. The psalmist said in one, Psalm 119, verse 97, he said, Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. And then in verse number 103, it says, How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. 
Let me suggest this as well this morning, and that is our love for his book will bind us to its author. Psalm 119, verse 79, the psalmist writes, and he says, Let me be united with all who fear you and with those who know your laws. How many would agree this morning that people who love the Bible have much in common? We're here today, we're here today, you and I, we have much in common, and that is we are in love with the author of this book. And because we are in love with the author of this book, we are also in love with the book he has written. We are family, we are a part of the family of God. And our love for God and his word binds us together with him even as an earthly uh, even as earthly brothers and sisters are bound together by by a common thread the love of their father and their mother let me suggest this this morning that is our love for his book will affect our behavior Psalm 119 verse 165 says, those who love your instructions have peace and do not stumble See, see if, we would only, if we could only comprehend the fact that God loves us and that God wants the best for our lives. I don't know where this concept came from. I don't know where it ever came from, but, but for whatever reason, too many people have this concept of God, this, this mean God in the sky that, 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 that holds a billy club in his hand and, and just waits for us to get out of line, and he just, he just loves to whack us over the head when we mess up. I don't know where that came from, but, but far too many have that view of God. No, no, if we could only comprehend the fact that God, that God loves us, even as an earthly father loves his sons and his daughters, even, even so our heavenly father is in love with us. God is, God is crazy about us. And if we could only comprehend the fact that God loves us and that God wants the best for our lives. We can only understand that his laws and his rules and his regulations are actually for our benefit, not to try and keep us from having fun. The Bible says that people who love and keep God's laws possess peace and do not stumble. You know, you know when I'm driving and, you know, maybe I'm a little bit late and I haven't given myself enough time. Maybe I've, I've hit some bad traffic, and so it slowed me down, and I didn't give myself enough, enough time. I didn't give myself I- I- any margin. And, and, and now I'm driving, and I'm racing to get somewhere. And, and because I'm racing to get somewhere, I'm driving over the speed limit. I know you don't ever do that. I know. But I don't want to be late, and so, and so, and so I'm, I'm hurrying, I'm racing to get somewhere, and so I'm driving over the speed limit. What happens? What happens? Well, all of a sudden, I'm on edge. All of a sudden, my heart is racing. All of a sudden, I'm looking everywhere for a cop. <laughs> fearful that I'm going to be pulled over, fearful I'm going to get a ticket for, for speeding. But let me tell you, on the other hand, when I set my, when I set my cruise on the speed limit, when I do that, then I can just sit back, I can just relax, I can enjoy the journey because I am driving within the law. 
Listen, people who live beyond God's laws live in fear and anxiety. Those who love God's laws live within its, and live within its boundaries. They live in peace and they live without fear of stumbling. Listen, as long as, long as I'm reading the Word of God, as long as I'm obeying the commands of the Word of God, as long as I'm trying to live my life in accordance to the will and the workings uh, and, and the teachings and the training of the, of, of the Word of God, I have peace in my heart, I have peace in my spirit, and I can live my life without fear of stumbling. What should we do with the Bible? Well, first of all, we should, we should love it. And why should we love it? Because of its author. Our relationship with God should cause us to desire his word, cause us to desire to read it, cause us to desire to have a desire to hear it preached, to hear it taught, to hear it ministered. Giving you three reasons this morning why we should love God's Word. Number one, because of its author. Not only should we love the Word of God because of its author, but number two, because of its affection. Because of its affection. How many know that the Bible is God's love letter to man? God's Word, the Bible, is God's love letter to man. Now, I'm a hopeless romantic. I have always had a girlfriend. The one I have now, I have had for nearly 45 years. When my wife and I were dating, we just happened to live in different cities. We happened to live 90 miles apart, so we only got to see each other on weekends. The rest of the time, we wrote love letters. How many of you would like for me to to tell you what was in those love letters. Well, I bet you would. You are some of the nosiest people I have ever met. Wow. Let me suggest two things about love letters. Number one, love letters remind us of who we belong to. Every day when I was Dating my wife every day, I would go off to school, and then after school, I'd go to baseball practice or basketball practice, and then I'd go to work. And when I would come home in the evening, I would go straight to the mailbox in hopes of a letter from my sweetheart. And may I tell you that nearly every single day, I would get one because she was crazy about me. She was so crazy about me on our first date, she came home and told her, Mama, I'm going to marry that boy. And she did. But every day as I would come home after my daily activities, I would, and I would go to the mailbox and I would get that love letter. I would tear into that envelope and I would quickly absorb her words. And and may I tell you that it was the highlight of my day. I just look forward to it all day long. I'm just thinking, I know there's going to be a letter for me. I know there's going to be a letter for me. And, you know, on on those rare occasions where there was not a love letter for me, I was was so disappointed. See, I had given my teachers, I had given my coaches, I had given my boss much of my attention that day. But the love letter from my number one girl reminded me, it reminded me of who I belonged to. It reminded me of who I was engaged to. It reminded me of who I was promised to. 
I suggest to you today that the Bible is God's love letter to us. It is filled with love and affection for us. And it reminds us of who we belong to. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 and 20 says, You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. But not only do love letters remind us of who we belong to, but let me suggest this, and that is love letters reinforce our lover's commitment to us. See, see, see my girlfriend was as busy as I, I was with school, with chores, with a job. The fact that, that, that she would take the time to write me every single day let me know that she was serious about our relationship, that our relationship was high on her priority list. You see, love letters reinforce a lover's commitment level. May I suggest to you today that God wrote his word to us as an expression of how high we are on his priority list. I'm telling you that you are high on the priority list of God. I'm telling you that God is in love with you. I am telling you this morning that God is crazy about you and he has written a love letter just for you. And he wants you to anticipate every single day. He wants it to be the highlight of your day. And that is that you get a word from him and that word has been provided for you through his word. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, God says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. When we spend time reading the Bible, God shows up in in those pages and God spends time with us. But not only is the Bible God's love letter to us, but let me suggest that the Bible reminds us of God's lasting love. Jeremiah 31 and 3, the Bible says, God says, I love you with an everlasting love. See, see, God is not interested in a temporary hookup. He's not interested in a one-night stand. No, no, no. God wants a relationship with us, not only a relationship with us on this earth, but God wants a relationship with us that will last for all of eternity. God says, I love you with an everlasting love. Now, we know very little about that in America today because people today fall in and out of love on a daily basis. People get divorced today for the most ridiculous reasons. Hollywood stars today get divorced as soon as the honeymoon is over or as soon as they meet their newest co-star. I, I heard about one lady who had been married four times. She married a banker, she married an actor, she married a preacher, and she married a mortician. Someone asked her why she married a banker, an actor, a preacher, and a mortician. She said, well, I married one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and four to go. If you'd pay more tithe, you'd get better jokes. Amen. The Bible reminds us of God's lasting love. Paul writes about it in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Paul said, I am convinced. I'm what? He said, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. What can separate us from God's love? 
He said, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. He says, not death, not life, not angels, not demons, not, no power in hell, nothing on earth, nothing in heaven. He goes on to say, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is, in re- that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What should we do with the Bible? We should love it. Why should we love the Bible? Because of its author and because of its affection. I want to, I just dare you to read the Word of God and I dare you to find those places in the Word of God where the Word of God affirms God's love for His people. I'm telling you, this is God's, this is God's love letter to us. God loves us and we ought to be in love. When we're in love with the author, we'll be in love with the book the author has written. Why should we love the Bible? The third reason, because of its application. James chapter 1, verse 22. James writes, and he says, don't just read or listen to God's word. He says, do what it says. I want you to know that people who love God's word love it, not just because they have read it, not just because they have listened to it being taught. But I would suggest that people who genuinely love the Bible love it because they have applied its principles to their life. People who apply the principles of God's Word to their everyday lives reap the benefits of these principles. I, I, I can personally testify to you this morning that I am happy. I am happy that I have applied godly principles to my life. I'm glad I've applied godly principles to my marriage, to my family, to my finances, and to my ministry. Why do I love the Bible? I'm telling you that you ought to love the Bible, but you may ask me, Pastor, why why do you love the Bible? Why do I love the Bible? I love the Bible because I have tested, I have personally tested the principles, the laws, the instructions of God's Word for over 40 years now, and I have proven them to work. Is my life perfect? No. Am I perfect and do I do everything right? Absolutely not. But I would tell you this morning that in the areas where I have applied the principles of God's Word, I would tell you that these are the best areas of my life. God's Word works if you work it. Let me suggest three things this morning God's Word can do for us if we apply what it says. Well, first of all, it can change our desires. Psalm 119, verse 5 through 8, the psalmist says, all that my actions will consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. The psalmist had the desire not only to know the Word of God, but to obey the Word of God. He goes on to say, as I learn your righteous regulations, he says, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. And he ends by saying, please don't give up on 
Can you see the desire that is within the heart of the psalmist to not just understand the word, not only comprehend the word, not only know what the word of God says, but that he might obey the word of God in every area of his life. Problem seems to be for most people is most of us look around at others. We look around at others, and as we compare ourselves to others, we feel pretty good about ourselves because, you know, compared to Joe, compared, compared to Bill, uh, you know, uh, compared to Jack, you know, uh, I, I'm doing pretty good, and that's what most of us do. We look around at others as we compare ourselves to others. We feel pretty good about ourselves, and especially we do because we, are, we usually pick out the worst people to compare ourselves to. But see, we should not compare our lives and our behavior with some other person. Rather, we should compare it with God's Word. I should not compare my behavior with any other person's behavior, but I I should compare my behavior with with, with with the behavior that is prescribed in the Word of God. May I suggest that arrogance and conceit would quickly disappear from us if we did that. Here's my challenge to you this morning. Here's my challenge, and that is before you read the Bible, before you read, I'm challenging you to read the Word of God. I'm challenging challenging you to read every word in the Bible. I'm asking you to read the Bible from cover to cover this year. I'm challenging you to read all of the Bible this year, but here's my challenge as well. Before you read the Bible, pray. And when you pray, ask God for two Things. Number one, ask him to speak specifically to you through the scriptures you're about to read. When you sit down to read your, your Bible, when you sit down to have your quiet time, when you sit down to read your Bible as you're in, trying to read through it in the, the year, before you do, just, just I'm not talking about an hour prayer. I'm, simply, I'm just simply saying before you open the book, just say, Lord, Lord, I need a word from you today. God, I, I want you to speak to me today. God, I don't want to just read words on a page. I don't want to be able to just say, you know, just read the Bible so I can check off at the end of the year. I did what pastor had challenged us. I, you know, I rose to the challenge and I read the book. No, God, I want more than that. God, I want you to speak to me through your word. And so before you open the book in the morning or whenever that you're reading your, your word, ask, first of all, pray and ask God to speak specifically through the scriptures that you're about to read. And the second thing I would challenge you to do, and that is, and that is pray and ask God to give you the desire. Ask God to give you the desire, not only the desire to read the word. And listen, I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to ask God for a desire to read the word because there's a whole lot of other things that you might want to do, a whole lot of other things that are vying for your attention and for your time. And listen, I'll, I'll just get out there on the, on the limb because I, I get out on the limb quite often. I will tell you, there's some parts in this book that's hard to read. I'll tell you something, there is some boring parts in this book. Those of you that don't know it because you hadn't read it. <laughs> there's some difficult things in this book. There's some things that you'll shake your head and say, huh, what? There's some things in this book you won't, un- you, you, you won't even agree with. If you've read the book, you're saying amen right now. Amen. Ask him to give you the desire, first of all, the desire to read the book, the desire to read the word. God, give me a desire. Give me a hunger. Give me a thirst. God, God, give me the desire to read your 
book, but not only ask him to give you the desire to read his book, but also ask him to give you the desire to apply the scriptures and its teaching to your personal life. God, I don't want to just read it for information, God. I want my life to be transformed, and the only way that my life is going to be transformed is if I get into your book and your book gets into me and I begin to do the things that the word of the Lord tells me that I need to do. When you begin to consistently read the Bible, you will quickly see that human desire often conflicts with God's desires for you. As you learn what God's desires for you are, ask him to change your desires to match his desires. And let me tell you what I've learned, and that is I've learned that God's desires for me are better than my own fleshly desires. See, see, I think I know what's best for me. And often I tell God, you know, God, you know, let me, I've got this covered, God. You know, here, God, here's the way you ought to do this in my life. God, if you'll just do this, 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 and this, God, we'll all be good. But what I've learned over the years is so often I've learned, and I've learned this myself personally, and that is God's desires for me are better than my own fleshly desires. I think, I think I know what's best for me. I think I know how things ought to be and how things ought to go. I think I know what will fulfill me. I think I know what will make me happy, but most of the time I'm wrong. I also understand that God created me, and because God is my creator, and because he created me, he knows me better than I know myself. And so God knows, I think I know what's best. I think I know what will make me happy. I think I know what will make me fulfilled. I think I know how things ought to go. But listen, I'm often and most of the time I am wrong. But God's ways are always right. Even when I don't understand them. And maybe I don't even like them at the moment. And maybe it's years down the road before I ever really get a good perspective on what God has done for me in the past. Because of that, nearly every single day when I pray, I thank God. I don't just pray God, I thank God for what he has given me, and I do thank God every day for what he has given me, but I, I don't just thank him for what he has given me. I don't just thank him for the doors that he has opened for me, and I do thank him nearly every day for the doors, the opportunities that God has given to me in my life, and I thank him just about every day for those times when he said yes into my life, but let me tell you that I've learned, I've also learned to thank God for all of the times when God said no to me. I've also learned to say thank you God for all the doors that you have shut for me I've also learned to say thank you God that you didn't give me what I wanted thank you God you gave me what I needed and not what I thought I wanted not only can God's word change our desires it can change our decisions Psalm 119 verse 11 The psalmist said, I have hidden your word in my heart. Why have you hidden God's word in your heart? He answers that. He says, so that I won't sin against you. God's word, it can change our decisions. Let me ask you this this morning. How often has our knowledge of God's word kept us from making a bad decision? Verse number 66, the psalmist said, I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. Verse number 72 says, your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. 
See, see, the truth The truth is people who build their lives on the foundation of the word of the Lord make better decisions. And better decisions lead to better results. And better results make us more valuable. Why? Why should we love the Bible? Because of its application. Listen, if we, if we apply God's word to our everyday lives, it can change our desires, it can change our decisions, and, and it can change our destiny. Pastor, why have you declared the year 2017 to be the year of the Bible? Well, I have declared the year of the Bible for 2017 for two reasons. Reason number one, through a process of prayer and seeking the face of the Lord, that is what I felt good in my spirit about. And the second reason why I've declared the 2017 to be the year of the Bible is because I know that if I can get you through the, through the Bible, then I can get some of the Bible through you. And if I can get some of the word through you, it can change your desires, it can change your decisions, and it can even change your destiny. If I can get the word through you, some of you won't make the same unwise decisions you have been making. If I can get you through the word, and most of all, I can get the word of God through you, some of you will stop doing some of the self-destructive things that you have been doing. And because of this, because of this, your destiny will be changed. For some of you, it will be your earthly destiny. For some of you, it will be your eternal destiny. And for some, it will be, it will be both. Psalm 119, verse 35 through 37 says, Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Give me an eagerness for your laws. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Verse number 43 says, your regulations are my only hope. What should we do with the Bible? Love it. Love it. Why should we love it? We should love it because of its author. If we are in love with the author, we'll be in love with the book. Why should we love it? Because of its affection. Why should we love it? Because of its application. We could get some help on the platform this morning. Our takeaway today is simply this. People who love the Bible, read it. People who love the Bible, read it. And the second takeaway this morning is people who love the Bible, heed it. See, I'm not just trying to get you to read the Bible. I'm trying to get you to heed the Bible. God, I just pray today that you will just take your word today. God, not, not my little sermon today, God, but, but your word. God, I pray that you will take your word today, God. and God, I pray that your word today, Lord, will do what needs to be done in hearts and in lives today. God, give us a hunger, give us a thirst, give us a desire, God, for your word, Father. Because it is a lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path.